Podcasters, hear me. It is true what many of you have heard. You need to have your entire podcast library hosted. And as I speak, the solution is here. I stand here before you, truthfully, unafraid, because the Podcaster Matrix is here. Let us shake these microphones, guests, and legacies. Plug into the real-world podcast hosting solution now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. I'm excited to get into the weeds today about talking about don't break the chain. Getting back to some topics that I really enjoy talking about, things related to customer service and being customer centric um, and, and being more profitable because you are customer centric. My name is Aaron Montgomery and you can find me at oursuccessgroup.com. Welcome everybody in this morning. Thank you guys for being here. Now today I want to get your feedback as much as possible. I want to hear what you guys think, what you guys are looking at in your businesses, what don't break the chain means to you. As we go through this, we'll break this down. So the first thing though, let, let's dive right into this. And we've been going long. We had some really long episodes on, on different things. I went long last week. My goal is to try to really get this in, try to stay in our closer to our normal half hour range that we go for. Who knows if that's actually going to happen. Honestly, that'll be up to you guys. What, what feedback you have, what you want to talk about, what questions you have too. That's the other thing that I'm always happy to check out. So there we go. Todd says, and I have an ask of you, of everyone, share this video to help spread the message. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate that. Um, all right. So let's let's first talk about what the heck this don't break the chain means. All right. So I'm going to put in the chat here a blog um, and uh, there, there we go. It popped up there. So it's it's a blog by a gentleman named Seth Godin. And a pretty well-known gentleman in the marketing space, written lots and lots of books, um, and really got started by writing a blog. And, and um, his early claim to fame was that <clears throat> he wrote a blog every day. He had a new blog out every day and religious about it and, and just really good bite-sized chunks of information. Um, so I came, there we go. Christine says, I, I love Seth Godin. Yeah, he, he is a great read. Um, just a really... Uh, cerebral type guy, uh, you know, puts a lot of thought into what he does, has a lot of real thoughtful information and, and, and truly believes in the art of customer service and, and uh, using that as your, your way to increase your business, to grow your business. So um, with that being said, I ran across Seth Godin on a podcast that I was listening to called Marketing Over Coffee. And, uh, they interviewed Seth Godin and I, I was looking around and this was back in 2013, 2014-ish because yeah, that's when this blog came out. And I ran across this blog here and it, again, it, it's right here if you guys want to go check it out. It's, uh, I won't won't read it for the podcast listeners. I'll, uh, we'll have a link in the notes for the podcast version here um, and, and you can click on it there. But, and, and I'm not going to also read it to you, but I want to give you the the synopsis real quick because it, it changed a lot of things for me. It really reframed the way I looked 
at doing business. It really reframed the way I looked at the customer company relationship and, and really just made a lot of sense for me. So um, the actual title of the blog is called Think Lifetime, Don't Break the Chain. And the concept here is that many times we work really, really, really hard to get new customers. And within that realm of working really, really, really hard to get new customers, we lose a little bit uh, track of the situation that a current customer is actually way more valuable than a new customer if we make it so. Um, so, you know, when you talk about things like customer lifetime value, you know, if you've got a lot of customers that come in, buy once and leave, then you're going to have a lot of marketing costs. You're going to have a lot of costs that are involved in um, getting new customers, teaching them customer service, you know, returns, all of that stuff. But if you instead focus on how do I take care of my customers for life and make, make a smaller handful of customers more profitable, a uh, bit more revenue producing, and, and also lead, that leads into making them even your income or your, your new customer generation. You know, and that's where you get into things like talk triggers um, and, and that book, Talk Triggers. If you haven't read that, that's another fantastic read. Um, so anyhow, that's the concept here. This this idea that um, we need to focus our business a little bit more at times. And again, he's not saying, you know, just forget all new customer marketing and all that other stuff. What he's saying is make sure that when you get those new customers, instead of just going on to the next one that you've got your company set up in such a way that you value those new customers and, and you make the process of doing business with you for those current customers, the new customers. And then those, you know, as they become then ongoing customers, because some of the most profitable business opportunities that you have is getting that second, third, fourth, fifth order out of uh, your customers and, and really understanding what keeps them coming back for more. So um, that's the concept. He actually has one of my favorite parts of this. And, and I think <laughs> this blog may have started from a, a frustrating experience that he had. Uh, basically, he had a printer that was uh, out of warranty and he tried to get some support on it, but because it was out of warranty, he basically got the runaround for a super long time. And, uh, you know, and then so it was time to buy a new printer. And when it was time to buy a new printer, the company that he bought from before, yeah, in fact, he uh, even names names, he HP, uh, dropped the ball, as he said. So he, he said this, the thing is, a customer is never out of warranty, even if his product is, right? So... Let's talk about that concept real quick here. Um, all right, check it in, in here. So Sandy, good morning. And Mo, thank you for being here as well. So within that concept, talk to me, you guys, about what that means to you. When, when I say the thing is a customer is never out of warranty, even if his or her product is, what does that mean to you? What does that bring up for you? Um, what is it that you do in your business to get repeat customers? So 
while you guys are thinking about that, let me give you a little quick story about, as I mentioned, this kind of changed a lot of things for me once I read this and changed changed the way I went about my job. At the time, I was uh, working for a distribution company and uh, we distributed all sorts of things, sublimation blanks and um, transfers and all that other stuff. And um, so within that, I, I was... It, like I said, it just really changed a lot of things for me. Um, so what happened is we went in and took this to heart and we said, okay, have you heard about the five keys of business success called growing and launching your business? It's an online training program and you can check it out at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. While there, you can purchase the valuable online training modules and resources. It's over five hours of small bite-sized video training sessions broke out into 25 modules. Plus, there are 26 specific action steps designed to cement the training and get you into action on building the right foundation. You also get tools you need beyond the five hours of proven training, like spreadsheets, example forms that you can use and make your own, plus policy and marketing templates and more. The Five Keys of Business Success is designed to help you learn to price your products for profit, enjoy confidence in your marketing, have an efficient workflow and process, wow your customers with amazing service, and know exactly what it costs to be in business each day. Skip the alternative of feeling lost and overwhelmed and stop losing money or not even knowing where you're at until it's too late. Invest in the Five Keys online training program today to get the foundation you deserve for your small business. Go to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. If we're doing business with X number of customers and at the time, the uh, owner of the company, his badge of honor that he wore and basically anybody within earshot would, would hear this uh, line is on average, they got 26 new customers a day. And okay, that's great. You know, I mean, 26 new customers a day, that's, that's a wonderful thing. And um, they had built a, a website that was really uh, well put together and, and uh, were actually in that space at the time, really kind of pioneers in uh, e-commerce in that world. Right. So, taking that thought though, but then we started thinking about it. And when you go, okay, 26 new customers a day, but what we, what we never figure out is, well, how many customers are we quote unquote losing a day, right? So if you're getting 26 new customers a day, on average, how many customers a day are doing business with you? And, and, and again, that changed everything for me. Um, we started looking at, okay, so how do we get our current customers to come back, what are the policies and things that frustrate people, right? You know, you come in, okay, I got to get this thing. I buy the thing. And then uh, what, what, what are, what are the things that are happening? So we made a lot of changes. And fortunately at the time I had a lot of free reign to do that within this company. And um, you know, we, changed the free freight policy. We, we actually um, made it more attractive. Um, we changed the way we handled returns where we got rid of the restock fee in a lot of cases, um, streamlined actually <laughs> at the time, returns were like a nightmare for everybody. So we actually got a process in place. We put somebody in charge of it. We, we made it so it was easier. We gave the customer service reps a whole lot of leeway to um, accept returns. 
and um, you know be the hero for the customer. Uh, we changed to no minimums, and uh, you know lots of lots of things like that. And not only did that feel good because you know then we'd get out to a trade show and you'd have you'd meet these people these these twenty six new customers a day, and they were just so incredibly happy to do business with you. It almost felt like a cult following a little bit at the time. And it, it was, it felt good. You know, you're like, wow, I'm really am helping these people. They, they love doing business with us. And um, so that was, again, like I said, 2014, 2015 was probably at least up to that time. Uh, what I was told was the most profitable, the business had ever been. And, um, it was fantastic, right? <laughs> I thought, <laughs> but the challenge became the, the owner was a definitely a, a bit more metrics driven and he was still focused on the new customers a day. How much was shipping costing him? You know, the, the two or three little orders that cost the company money, right? Um, that, that micro management of the whole thing. And, and that started to devolve. And then it start, we started taking the power away from the employees. We started making policies that were uh, just, you know, just, I, get, I got it from a, hey, we got to protect ourselves standpoint. But from a, hey, we care about our customers standpoint, things started to change, right? And as those things started to change, now the conversations at the trade show weren't always as great. The stress was higher, lots of turnover, not only with customers, but turnover with uh, employees. Um, it really, honestly, got to a point where I personally even hated going to work. And and it was not a place that I wanted to be. So um, that led me to leave there in 2016 and to go out on my own, which led to where we're at today with our success group. So again, all things happen for a reason and all things are good. But again, my point of, of this whole story is for me, it just changes the whole way that business happens. You know, when you can actually um, create policies, create ways that your company is protected and in 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 a sense can make money because you're looking at the big picture, but at the same time, you're doing things, you know, it, just because your policy says do this doesn't mean that that's the end all be all, you know, that could be a starting point. And then you work together with your customers to figure it out from there. Again, it goes back to the fact, you know, and, and that's where I tie this quote into it, that, that idea of, okay, my policies might be this, but I don't always hold that to like end all be all because in every situation, there's a story. So the thing is a customer is never out of warranty, even if, his or her product is right. So maybe the products, maybe it's, you know, past your 30 day return window. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And again, I know a lot of times people can have a good story and, and try to pull the wool over on your eyes. But if this is a valuable customer to you, if this is somebody that is really going to help you move your business forward because they are a regular customer and they keep growing growing and, and they talk about you in a positive light and they share with their friends and, you know what, every once in a while you, you go, yep, that's not really right. But for me, you know, if I'm just looking at myself, but this is going to be in service for others, 
and and that becomes a marketing expense that becomes a uh, you know if you just reframe those costs you know and and that that was the challenge that was the challenge of the company is is the owner at the time was not able to reframe those costs he he couldn't he couldn't get over the fact that the shipping inbound shipping amount charged versus the outbound shipping bill was was so offset right um but yet the company was still more profitable than it ever been but that that column just drove him nuts so um there we go so i i know we've got some uh some comments in here thank you guys let's let's talk about some of those and then uh then we can go further if we want or or we can um yeah keep going so um, again, I want your thoughts. I want, and I've got some great ones here that we're going to cover, but keep them coming. I want more. And then I want your questions. What is it that maybe is tripping you up in this area? What, what do you think is holding you back, um, in, in turning more customers into lifetime customers, getting more business out of the same customers, that type of thing. Um, and, uh, Chuck, uh, morning, Eric joining late. I'm guessing, good morning, Aaron, joining late. <laughs> all right, good morning, Chuck. Thanks for being here. Uh, all right, Wendy, let's see here. We established a customer care follow-up two and a half years ago. It was a total game changer. I love that. Perfect. So that that follow-up that, uh, and and in fact, for those of you that are OSG members um, and Masters of Success members, we are going to be talking about that in two weeks, that that uh, delivery and follow-up. And that that time is like the perfect time to um to to just cement that relationship to cement that opportunity to wow them to go above and beyond their expectations and and really that that's the great part about all of this is that the actual process of creating lifetime customers of creating this this customer experience this customer centric user experience is actually not all that difficult all you have to do is just go slightly above their expectations. And, and then people are like, wow, okay. Cause I expected this right here. Get, so you can see my hand. I expected this, but Aaron gave me this, but it feels like we got this right. You know, so that, that's that whole process of, of doing that. So establishing customer care and follow-ups and, and things like that. Like, like Wendy said, it's been a game changer for her business. So nice job, Wendy. Yes. Cheers. Um, all right, Mo, what do we got here? Showing the customer that you value them makes a difference. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, just like I think I was mentioning, at least this is what this says to me is that showing the customer that you value them making a difference is really not that difficult necessarily. It, all it takes is just focusing on that and, and understanding that that's important. And, you know, maybe a slight change in how you look at things. You know, we basically take our company, we have some metrics, we have some things that are our gut feel about it and all that stuff. And that's what we make our decisions based off of. But a lot of times we forget that we're making our decisions based on specifically only what's good for us in the moment, right? And a lot of times we make those policies in the heat of a situation that didn't go well and the customer was a jerk and, you know, so, oh, well, I've got to write a new policy for this. And, and you're angry and you sit down and you write the policy and then you stick with that policy forever because 
Well, it's the policy. It's the way that it is, right? <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. In fact, one of the best things you can do is if you write a policy, you have a situation that happens that you makes you realize that you need to set something in place and, and be more clear with people up front so it doesn't happen again. You're protecting yourself. Um, the best thing to do is to write it in anger, leave it there, let it go, come back a week. And then when you come back a week now, write it as if you were that customer. Even if you don't like them, even if you think they're the biggest jerk in the world, put yourself in their shoes and then rewrite it from their vantage point. Because basically, when you have a disagreement, when you have a situation with the customer, it boils down to the fact that their expectations weren't met. Now, whether or not their expectations were realistic has nothing to do with it. They could have had completely unrealistic expectations, but it's your job as the business owner to set those expectations in a way that they are clear for everybody that you're willing to do business with. Because once you take their money, they are a customer and, and now you've got to treat them as such even if after the fact you realize that you don't want to do business with them again. All right. So that if you, if you run into that situation where you've got a policy that or that's missing, you discover is missing, do that, write it down in anger, come back a week later, give yourself plenty of time to cool down, get past all this. All right. Make sure that you're not still dealing with this. And, and so a week after you've stopped dealing with that situation, then sit down with that same policy that you wrote in anger and now put yourself in that person's shoes, regardless of what it is that you think about that person. Put yourself in their shoes and try to figure out what is it that they didn't understand about the way that you do business. And then rewrite that policy in that frame. Because, you know, if you're having a bad situation with a customer, well, guess what? They're having a bad situation with you. And so they're in the same place where they're upset. So if you write it from a vantage point of, this is to help you, Mr. Customer, have the best experience that you can have. You know, I'm not writing this because I want to be a jerk and make sure that I put all of the stuff on you, customer. I'm writing this to protect you so we can have the best experience together. And so if you write it from that perspective, then those policies become much more customer centric and honestly, much more valuable to your business. Now they become a marketing tool. As you know, most of the time we hide our our policies and, and our, our stuff kind of small down, uh, let's stay away from it. Um, but in that sense, if you write it in such a way that it's actually focused on why it helps the customer, now it becomes a marketing tool that you can use, right? Um, the, you know, in, in, uh, in Wendy's case, the, you know, our customer care and follow-up can be a marketing tool. That can be something that people, you know, hey, we love you so much that we're going to follow up with you and here's how we do it. And here's the program. And if we can do anything else for you, here we go. All right. Um, and then Wendy follows that up with, with the new policy, eight out of 10 new clients come in as a referral. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the bonus. That's the added gravy is not only do you get to do customers, do business with these customers over and over again, but like I said, they're probably also going to become your best salespeople. And um, when those referrals start coming in, that makes business so much easier because now you're just working on improving how you service those customers and not spending every waking hour trying to figure out um, 
why Facebook changed their algorithm or, you know, all, all of those things. So um, perfect. All right, Christine. Awesome. I'm ready. I'm ready. Always good stuff. Now, Christine, I know you were heavily involved in a lot of customer service stuff too. So I'm excited to read this here. It costs less to maintain a current customer than it does to get a new customer. Obtaining 26 new customers a day is actually more costly than keeping 15 current ones who place more than one order. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and what we discovered actually was that um, on average, the repeat customers place a new order every three months. So basically what that said to me was let's reduce our marketing budget, spending a lot on Google ads and things like that. Let's reduce our marketing budget by a third and take that third of our marketing budget and then use that to offset some of these things that, you know, became a little bit more of a loss, you know, the, to offset the shipping or the return policy and stuff like that. I mean, think about a company like Zappos. Um, if you haven't read the, the book by the founder of Zappos, and I, it, it's escaping me now what the title of that book is, but it was his main book. And um, he talked about the whole experience of starting that. And there, that company was built on the basis of we're not spending any money on marketing. All of the money that we would have spent on marketing, our entire marketing budget is going into customer service. And it worked, you know, they, they created a huge company that got bought by Amazon and, and uh, um, it, it worked out really well for Zappos. So um, that, that's, that's exactly uh, right, Christine. Thank you. And uh, then follows that up with listening to customers is so important. They will tell you what they want and how, how to satisfy them. You just have to pay attention. Yeah. And, and I'll take that one step further, Christine, not only will they tell you and, and you have to pay attention, but at times you have to ask, right? If, if you are, you know, newer to your business, or maybe you know you haven't really focused a whole lot on this yet, um, your customers probably are not in the habit of telling you this because you're not asking. So you know, doing things in that, you know, Wendy talks about customer care and follow up. You know, that's when you're asking. That's where you're listening. That's where you're paying attention. But if your customers don't expect that, it might take them a little bit to go, oh, they do care about me, right? And, and, and not that you didn't care about them before, they just didn't know it, right? It, it's, it's like um, if you have a spouse, you know, you got to tell them that you love them every once in a while and, and not because they don't know that you do. Hopefully you're doing the things that are unspoken that they know that you do. But every once in a while, it's also helpful just to say, hey, I love you. Thank you for what you do, you know, and obviously I, I'm happy that I, that just came to my brain because, uh, I need to say that more often. So Kyleen, I love you. <laughs> there we go. All right. Good morning, Maria. And Chuck, we get, get there. Uh, yep, we got that one. Let's see here. The sad thing is that most companies don't offer great customer service. So giving above and beyond often doesn't take that much effort. Agreed. Just doing a little bit extra can have big payoffs. And, and yeah, I mean, that, that is a really good point. You know, I, I did mention that, you know, typically, you know, where we're at, and then it doesn't take a whole lot to get right above their expectations, but the, the value they feel out of it is here. But another reason why it's so easy is, is like Christine said, that the bar is not always set that high, right? Um, especially if you've got somebody that's been around for a long time. I mean, the whole customer experience and the way this has propagated over time. I mean, when 
<laughs> here we go. When I was a kid, <laughs> right? I, uh, I was telling my son a story the other day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doing the back in my day thing. But anyways, <laughs> we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have the way to share our frustrations. So a lot of times frustrations were frustrations and you dealt with it. And that was the person you had to do business with because there wasn't that many competitors out there, you know, and it just, it was much more siloed. And, and that's changed so rapidly and, and continues to change even today. Um, so, but the, you know, reality changes really quickly. Most businesses change really slowly. Most people change really slowly. So within that, you've got plenty of opportunity to really grow and, and do something different. And, and basically, you know, I, as, as a new person, I think you're in the best place because you don't know what you don't know. And so you're not going to put those things in the way of like, okay, this is the way that I should do it because this is the way I've been doing it. No, you get to choose whatever you want to do. And if you choose to be customer centric, you're going to come up with some creative ways to do that. So I love that. All right. Um, Are you looking to move your business forward and make it a full-time success that not only supports you, but also can support your family? Todd Downing and I launched our success group. Our mission is to provide resources that empower business owners to achieve their idea of success. What we learned when Todd started his own decorating business, and I was a pioneer of the industry's first podcast, was people were hoarding all of the information, or it was just disorganized and had no basis in real results. Both Todd and I saw really nice people fail because they didn't have the basics and a foundation. At the 2019 Dax Tenley Park trade show, we met for the first time face to face and the conversation turned to this very problem. What we soon discovered was a similar passion with different areas of strength. Todd brings the day-to-day know-how, making things easy to understand, and also breaking down the how-to step-by-step. I bring impactful ideas, lessons from the wide range of people I have worked with over the years, and a foundation of business principles to build upon. We don't want you to struggle to launch or grow your business. We want you to thrive, hit the ground running, and be good citizens of your market. If you are interested in learning more and would like to get some free resources, just fill out the form over at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. That's empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D. Again, oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. Uh, Heidi, okay, good. With my situation the repeats are far apart because my items are long-time use items any suggestions um yes now the the suggestion is means that you got to be looking at the long haul of this but um and and my suggestion for you is this though you want to treat your customers even better than um, maybe somebody that gets more typical repeat business, you know, not as long time use, you know, that because think about it this way. It, and I'm not trying to talk down about any cars at all. All right. So just picking the one that came to my mind as the economy vehicle. So uh, most people are, are selling a Kia. You're selling a, a luxury vehicle, a Lexus, an Audi, a Cadillac, whatever that is. 
right? And um, a BMW and that has these super long um, warranties basically because they are so valuable. Now, the trick is, is you gotta be able to charge the right amount to make this worthwhile for you. So um, if they are long time use items, you gotta realize that if, if somebody were to use a similar item for three months, how much would they pay for it? But if your products are expected to be used for a year or longer, then take what somebody would pay for an item that would be used three months, divide that by three, multiply it by 12, and um, and go from there. So uh, Todd just brought this up. He said, uh, Corey has one go-to purse, but she has many that she uses. Think like coach that has many styles. Um, and, and that brings to mind my, my wife uh, has, I, I don't remember what brand it was. And, you know, obviously, not obviously, um, that, that's not the right thing to say. I do not carry a purse. I, I don't know if that's obvious or not, actually, but I, that, that's not something that I'm into. Um, so when it was time to buy a new purse, it, I had to swallow. I'm like, what? That's what? How, how much? What? Huh? <laughs> but she bought it and was like, okay, we did it. She bought it. She's had it for five years. Um, and, and actually had an issue with it like a year in or something like that. I mean, it it wasn't, wasn't like a super long time into owning it, but it was a long enough time into owning it that honestly, the company could have been like, sorry, it's out of warranty. Um, but she had an issue with it, reached out, they sent her a new one. Like, okay, yep. Perfect. No problem. It's this is, and so she's now had it for five years and it's time to buy a new one now. And again, I'm back to like, oh my God, uh, how much are we going to spend on this? But I mean, we're talking 200, 300, 400, $500, something like that. But if you take that and you divide that out over the longevity of the product, that's a really good value. You know, same thing with a heat press. Yeah, you can go get a heat press for $300, but you can probably expect to uh, replace that after a year or two. Or you can go spend $1,000 on one that's got a lifetime warranty and knowing that you could be using that for 30, 40 years. So that's that's the trick there is, is to set those policies in place that mimic what, what would be a more quickly overturned product, but at the same time, make sure that you're charging enough to make that valuable for you, right? And, and within that though, then... The next thing to do is to make sure that your customers have the opportunity to show off that thing. When you post those pictures of the products that you put on online, like, like I said, I'm not a purse or a bag person personally, but I see those things as not a person, a bag person. I go, oh my God, that's amazing. The craftsmanship is incredible. The, the talent, the creativity, um, but You've got to be able to, I'm, I'm so glad that you're sharing that and that you're getting that out there, but also you've got to create a vehicle for the people that purchase that to share that as well, right? And let them become those advocates for you. Um, and, and I'm not saying that you're not, I'm just saying that that's the thing to focus on there is, is even though they might not be coming back to buy from you all the time, you should be interacting with them all the time. Give them opportunities to share your work and to be part of your story.
So hopefully that helps. Hopefully that's a, um, a, a good suggestion for you. Um, that that's the way I would approach it for sure. So Todd says, uh, you carry a backpack, you get what you pay for crap ones with, will break the strap when you're running in the airport. Yep. Um, and, and that's a good point. Uh, you know, I did a lot of traveling and we were going through some old stuff back there. And, um, like I said, I'm, I'm not, not a bag or a purse person, but I love my backpacks. I love my travel backpacks and I've spent a lot of money on travel backpacks. I've got stacks of them back there. So, you know, again, everybody's got their own thing that's important to them. But again, I, I love the backpack that I have. I think it's a Targus or something like that. And it's a, it's, it's a really well-made backpack and I've told people about it. I, and, you know, I'll show up at a meeting or, or be at a trade show and, and, you know, I'll open up some cool little pocket or I'll be using some, one of the features on it. And somebody asked me about it and I, yeah, I, I'm happy to share about it, but it's not a purchase I make all the time. So anyhow, hopefully that, that helps a little bit. Um, let's see here, Christine, as an aside, it's so frustrating when the boss or owner gets focused on metrics and misses the big picture. Sometimes you have to lose a little in one place to make a huge gain someplace else. Absolutely. And and, you know, and that can be on both sides of it, Christine, that's, that's, that's an interesting part because yeah, I, I had a lot of frustration with that back at the time um, because I felt like we were, you know, but at the end of the day, it was his company. He got to choose how he did business. I didn't wish that he um, did poorly or anything like that. I just got to a point where I realized that my ideas, what was important to me were not what was important to him. Didn't make either of us right or wrong. It just meant that it was different. And so it was time to, to part ways. You know, um, it, it was a great job. Uh, it, it did a lot for me. And um, actually, I had an offer to um, really kind of go up in the business. And, and, and it was, a, I very much appreciated uh, his willingness and in belief in me. Uh, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't, I, I didn't feel like we were going to be able to get back into the eye to eye place on the customer service. So, um, I had to, I had to leave. So anyhow, um, but yes, it is really frustrating. And, but at the end of the day, if I go back to, if we go, let's bring some success principles, some Canfield stuff in here, guys, I, <laughs> I, um, that's what I do. Uh, then I start thinking, yeah, E plus R equals O. So the event was the boss and I didn't agree on, on how things should be done. Uh, the, my response could have been, you know, frustration, trying to make it difficult for everybody. Um, just, you know, that, that kind of thing, uh, fighting all the time. Or the other response was to realize it was time to move on. And, and it was tough. You know, it was, it was, it was a very good job that um, I, I was very secure in. Uh, so, leaving and, and not having that security was a very difficult decision to make. And so it took a little while. It took, took longer than it should have. There definitely was some rough times there back for a while. Um, like I said, I hate to go into work and there probably were some days that I think everybody knew that I hated going to work and, and, and I, I apologize for that. So, all right. So great, great feedback, great stuff. What else do you guys have? What else do you guys want to talk about when it comes to customer service? Cause that's what I've got for you. Um, hopefully that gives you some food for thought today. And, uh, if you are an OSG member, a reminder, make sure you get into the private members, Facebook group and, uh, make sure you're participating in the challenge that, that that's happening today, tomorrow for 21 days from, uh, what was that? Two days ago, right? To 21st. Yeah. 22 days ago. So 
the challenge started on the 21st. It's going for 21 days, seven days a week. Just get in there, uh, participate. It's going to start making things happen for you. It's going to start making things snowball for you. So um, appreciate those that are participating and uh, appreciate those that are part of our success group. Speaking of our success group, if you are not a member, uh, we've got several different programs that uh, we feel that can really help you. Um, our whole mission is to provide resources that empower business owners to achieve their idea of success. So within that, we've come up with some different programs. We have different resources and things like that. So there's a whole swath of things that you can find over again, right up there or now right down there at oursuccessgroup.com. And uh, so you can check that out. But one of the my favorite places to start, and I know we've got a lot of Success Tracker members that are watching live right now. Um, the Success Tracker is one of my favorite tools because it allows you to set a goal and work towards it. And it gives you the specific. So it's a it's a proven goal achievement system. We call it Success Tracker because our job is to help you track that, to help you make sure that, you know, we're checking in with you. We're, we're looking at those things and uh, we're going to continue to do more and more of that to, to make sure that people are working towards that goal that they set. Um, in fact, let's do, do one right now. Christine, how's the book coming? There we go. <laughs> um, so uh, Aaron, how's the business plan coming? It's actually moving along nicely. In fact, Todd, uh, I need to, uh, set up some time with you. So, um, Jerry, there you go. Did you make your bed yet? I, I have not made my bed yet. That I, I should have picked that up yesterday from Matt and, uh, and I didn't, you know, the funny part is, is that my wife does that regularly really well. And, and, um, and I've always been like, why are you doing that? Why are you wasting your time? We're just going to get back in it and mess it up in, you know, however many hours. But when Matt was talking about that yesterday, boy, that really made a, 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 a solid point because yeah, when you do walk in, like I said, my wife is pretty religious about that. And uh, when you do walk into the bedroom uh, when it's ready for bed and it's a nice made up bed, it does just have that feeling of like, yeah, this is, we at least got this right today. So um, good point, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Put me on the spot. Yeah. Thank you, Christine, uh, for letting me put you on the spot. They, things are progressing. I love it. I love it. I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the milestone was, but I can't wait to celebrate that with you. So. Um... Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Okay. Uh, Becky, uh, just get over there and check it out. I think you can still get it started. Um, re reach out to me if, uh, if you have any questions. We'll figure out a way to get you get you involved in challenge. Even if you're not able to fully participate in the challenge, um, I, I don't see any reason why we, we can't figure this out though, but just, just get in, get into the private members, Facebook group over there and, and check it out. Um, also send some emails and stuff, uh, stuff. So check that out, Becky. Sorry about the event that happened in your community this week. Hopefully, um, things are, are starting to improve for you. So apologize for not apologizing, but just thoughts and, and prayers with you, Becky. So, um, there you go, Christine. I have to make my bed every day. It bugs me if I don't make it cool. There you go. Awesome. Christine. So you're starting the day off with, 
you know, the, we, we got, got that part task accomplished and, and you're ready to get into your day. I love it. All right. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you. Um, again, so check out success tracker. If you haven't done that already, uh, any questions about our success group, let me know if you want to reach out to us directly. It's success at our success group.com. And, uh, we'll look forward to, uh, to talking to you. If you are an OSG member, uh, coming up on Wednesday, we've got our third week of the five key series of growing and launching your business. We're going to be talking about workflow and organization and, uh, kind of getting, getting things <clears throat> to where we can get jobs done more proficiently and, and productively. So, um, and which turns into more money. So, um, Todd says, I'm working on not one, but two blog posts. Oh boy. So I know you were struggling with it. You had mentioned on social media that you were struggling a little bit to get started, but uh, I, I did kind of uh, imagine that once you did get started, the floodgates would open. So uh, I'm ready. Start, start flooding. We can schedule them just like you do with the social posts. So, um, yep. Good reminder, Todd. Thank you. Make sure to like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at liveosg.com If you haven't done that already, uh, just get in there and, and Facebook doesn't always play nicely. So it's always good to have that backup. Even if you like joining on Facebook, um, make sure that you also check out liveosg.com and, and like, and subscribe over there. Thank you, Todd, for the reminder. Uh, and then, uh, let's see what else is coming up here. Uh, Monday, we've got a special bonus episode of two regular guys happening at 7 PM central time. And you can check that out over at tworegularguys.com. There's buttons at the top, either for YouTube or Facebook, and you can click on that, and it'll take you right to where the the, the live videos are playing. We're going to wrap up our 10 things we'd like to see in 2021 uh, episode. We only got halfway through in an hour and 20 minutes, so we're going to try to wrap up five more in about an hour. So it's Monday night. That's happening. Tuesday night, Tuesdays with Todd. I'm not sure, Todd, if you have something in the works already. I know you've always got lots of different things in the hopper and, and just uh, seeing what things are going to work out specifically for Tuesdays with Todd, but always great information there. Todd is uh, fantastic at, you know, just diving in and trying things out and kind of letting Todd be the guinea pig on things you want to see. So if you have ideas for Todd for Tuesdays with Todd, for things you'd like to see him try or test or, or do or talk about or, or share, um, make sure that you reach out to us at success at our success group.com, which you see right down there. And, and, uh, Todd will see that for ideas. And then, like I said, Wednesday, we've got training coming up for the OSG members. So, um, that's what's happening. Hopefully you guys have a fantastic weekend. You get a little rest today, do some planning tomorrow to get your week intentional. We talked about that with Matt on two regular guys yesterday, Matt Granados from life pulse Inc. Um, Oh, there we go. So he does have something. Todd is testing out something on Stahl's new foam HTV. Cool. That, that should be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing that. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, we will talk to you again next Saturday. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.